I want to quickly go some, through some things you know, but this is ground setting. From 2013 to 2015, we saw unprecedented growth in valuations and unprecedented growth in capital investments. And we ushered in this new era, thank you Aileen Lee, of unicorns and things we call unicorns. But what a lot of people outside this room, everyone in this room knows this, is the age old joke, that's fine, you name the price, I'll name the terms. And so in reality, deals aren't what they look like, right? So we have downside protection, participating preferred, multiple liquidation preference, IPO protection. And many of these companies are still great, but price is not price, is not price. Many people predicted that winter was coming, myself included. I was very loud about it. So what the fuck happened? Where was winter? Uh, well, what I'd like to tell you is that winter was really here. It really happened, it's a real thing. So VCs did cut twice as many cut investments in 2016 over 2015. So winter was real. And 76% of VCs reported that valuations were down. Winter was real. And 2016 was the year we all worked with our portfolio companies to cut costs. You can see there are 63% of people we surveyed said 2016 was cut costs. But you also look at 2017 and only 12% are saying 2017 is a cost cutting year. So we got some of the pain behind us. So winter came, but it sure was mild. And so I wanna go through why I think it was mild. And I think it really came down to global warming. And I really mean that. But global in global warming. So first of all, we had an influx of capital into the system. This is Chinese foreign direct investment into the United States. Massive increase. And this excludes real estate, but it's all foreign direct investment aside from real estate. And the tech sector was a huge beneficiary of that. In the US, we have Fang. In China, they have Bat. Baidu, Alibaba, Tencent. Just to give you some examples, Baidu, they have a $200 million early stage fund and a $3 billion late stage fund, and they have $3.7 billion overall in, for investments. Alibaba led an $800 million investment into Magic Leap. That's 20 seed funds in one deal. Staggering numbers. And then there's all these other Chinese-led investment arms that you've never heard of that are getting a lot more active and they've been given the remit from the Chinese government to bring innovation back to China. And that's part of the investment strategy. $690 million from Chinese investors into WeWork, $80 million into Nexstar, $50 million into Meta. And it's not just China. Global warming extends further. You have SoftBank out of Japan teaming up with PIF and Mubadala, $100 million fund dedicated to venture. Why? Well, one of the reasons is their own asset classes. Oil and gas, as oil prices have dipped down, you see an uptick of investment in the region in our industry. Uh, if you look at Singapore, 
Tomasek, many of you know Tomasek, getting very active, actually set up a US onshore investment arm, $350 million, and then poured another 20 seed funds into Verily. 93% of VCs who talked to LPs, 93% reported that if they talked to international LPs, the investment activities of LPs wanting to get into VC funds, 93% said it's up that they're getting a lot more interest from international LPs. But it's not just global, it's also warming. Our industry is warming. So first of all, the rise of the corporate VC. Corporate VC over the last four years has doubled in terms of the number of programs that exist, even more so the number of dollars. And of course there's the people we've known for years, Intel, Google, Qualcomm, Salesforce, Cisco, and many others, but corporates are getting much more active in mega checks whether it's 200 million into BuzzFeed, 500 million from GM. You would hardly call GM a corporate VC into Lyft. BMW set a $500 million fund for investing in venture. And you know when Sesame Street is moving into our market that this thing is real. And Craig's here today uh, from Collaborative Fund who works with Sesame Street. And unlike VCs in 2016, corporates picked up their activity. So right here, what's graphed on the right-hand side is corporates who said they made more investments in 2016, and the left-hand side has made fewer. Ed Ruth, who's here from Verizon, said to me, this is even a year ago, he said, suddenly my inbox is flooded with approaches. It must be VCs are out of business right now. Like, I'm getting massive increase in approaches. And half of them expect to do more investing in 2017 than even they did in 2016. But there's another side of warming, and that is exits in M&A market from non-traditional buyers. And by the way, all these slides are gonna be available, so don't worry about that, I'm publishing them all. Uh, these are just recent deals over the last 18 months or so, mega exits. Many of these non-traditional buyers, L'Oreal and Walmart and Unilever, and mid-market private equity chasing returns moving into the sector. And of course, all eyes are on the Snapchat IPO. And there's this huge backlog of companies now with significant revenue looking for an exit, and we think this is building up. So the warming is real. But VCs also have a lot more dry powder than we had before. What you see in green are the distributions that VCs gave to LPs by year. What you see in white are capital calls. What often gets reported in the press is fundraising. So you say someone raised a billion and a half dollars, but a billion and a half dollars isn't all invested. It's called over time. So in a way, what I think this tells us is a story that LPs are restocking the coffers. And more returns to LPs equals more funds being created and more dollars, which leads to warmer winter. 2016 saw 11 firms raise more than a billion dollars, 11 firms. 12 firms raised more than $500 million. And micro funds, I mean, any of the, I don't know what we call them anymore now that the whole industry definitions have changed, but five years ago it was like, well, is this a real thing? 
That's not questioned anymore. Like some of the greatest new firms in our industry are on this page. We asked LPs what they thought was driving it. And this is something we don't often talk about because we don't tend to talk about things like interest rates that much. But LPs are saying massive reduction in interest rates is also a huge story behind why more dollars are chasing this asset class. They're chasing yield. And the other thing, maybe the only good thing I will say about Donald Trump in my lifetime is his move to allow a tax holiday for firms to bring their dollars that they have abroad back to the US could have a very positive impact overall. The top five companies listed here, that's their total cash position, but they have more than $500 billion of cash abroad and they want to repatriate it. And if they do, that's going to go into our communities. It's going to go into M&A. It's going to go into R&D. It's going to go into investments. So where are things headed? Increase in foreign capital plus increase in corporate investors, plus increase in LP distributions, plus new and bigger VC funds and repatriation of capital and increased M&A and we hope also IPO means the prognosis, I believe, for 2017 and 18 for venture investing is really strong. If I were an entrepreneur right now, I'd be feeling great about that. Unsurprisingly, VCs are bullish about 2017. When we asked the people in this room, how are you feeling about 2017? Now, we did ask this question pre-inauguration. Um, but people were feeling bullish. They were most bullish in the short term on AI and machine learning. That was the thing. So the inner green and the inner circle on all the ones I'm going to show you represent the strength of someone's interest or disinterest in that market, and the outer circle is milder but still interesting. And uh, AR, VR, blockchain, you know, Internet of Things, but really people are saying today's story is AI and machine learning. In a way, what that means to me is you already missed it. Because if it's everybody's story, like, I'm sort of kidding, but uh, for me, ventures about what people aren't talking about. And people are most skeptical about bot-based commerce, which I don't know, people were hot and bothered last year for five minutes about this. Um, they're a little skeptical about blockchain, they're a little bit skeptical about AR and VR, they're a little bit skeptical about IoT, but really they're skeptical about this area of bot-based commerce. Regarding Trump, again, pre-inauguration, when we polled you, and ask you what you thought. Issue by issue, international trade, cybersecurity, employment policy, social issue, ability to have staff abroad, people were overwhelmingly negative and thought each of those five issues we asked you about, there would be an impact. Overwhelmingly, pre-inauguration, I would describe this room, the people we surveyed, as overwhelmingly anti-Trump. Not just, ah, who cares, it's anti-Trump, 83%, uh, and 17% are fine. I apologize to the 17% if I've offended you today, but when I asked 
did it, do you think it'll change the nature of our industry overall? Will it have an impact? And I think people overwhelmingly said no. Presidents come, presidents go, it'll impact us at the margin and we'll adjust. And even in the last two weeks, I think if we allow enough time to pass, this is probably how most people in the room feel. Um, so how do LPs feel about the direction of our industry? I have good news, at least for the VCs who want to raise money. The first is that 32% of LPs are trying to grow their VC allocation. I remember raising in 09, 2010, 2011, and everyone's talking about the denominator problem. And they're like, oh, I got too many managers, I'm trying to shrink. That sucked. But people are trying to grow their allocation because of the reasons I listed before. Another very interesting thing, 45% of LPs we surveyed said they're looking to add new managers. Back in 2009 to 2011, the start of any meeting with anyone I'd never met before is, we have too many managers, we're trying to reduce, good luck. And then I'm like, okay, they're like, go. Uh, that's not the case right now. And they do have a, a word of caution to all of us. Same data we got last year, they're worried about the pace, the pace of investment. They feel like burn rates are getting too high, fundraising is happening too quickly, VCs are returning back to market. I think the industry standards historically been about three years, some firms two and a half, but about three years, and that's compressing for some firms down to two years, some two and a half. So there's some concerns expressed there. When we asked what areas they were super interested in, I think they're interested in really owning across the asset class, early, A and B, and growth, and people made that very clear. But where the largest percentage of people said they saw the best fit for them, it was series A and B. And where people had the most concern was growth. And their reason expressed is simply valuations. Are we getting ahead of ourselves? Are the returns gonna be there? So what does it all mean? Global is likely here to stay, despite the efforts of the Trump administration. I believe global's here to stay. Warming, I forecast two years of warm weather. And I think warm weather is here to stay because when you have all this cash coming into the system, people are gonna make investments. Uh, venture funds have added new partners. They've increased their capacity. They've added new platforms, new funds have gotten created, that money will be put to work. But my note of caution is this, warmer weather, sunnier times for LP dollars coming into venture, for venture dollars going into entrepreneurs does not equal warm weather on returns. I think warm weather on returns, it remains to be seen. We will find out. And I suspect that what we'll be debating in 2018 to 2022 is what impact the overfunding of our industry had. Are we really at a point where we can sustain the sheer number of dollars 
coming into our industry and the perverse incentives that that drives. Thank you very much.